Thanks for checking out this weekly Sunday message from Carrollton UMC. We pray that God will use this to speak to you and help you grow in faith. We invite you to join us this Sunday at our 10.30 a.m. one-hour service, in person at our location in Uptown New Orleans, or live online on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. To learn more about Carrollton, please visit carrolltonumc.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Our scripture this morning, I don't know if it's the shortest scripture verse we've ever done for the scripture, but it's getting close. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. God says, Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. The word of God for us, the people of God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you in all ways, for you are our rock and our ever-present Redeemer. Amen. So, as Andrew mentioned, this is not Advent. Typically, I think this Sunday after Thanksgiving is the beginning of Advent. Today is like the Advent to Advent, um, the week before Advent starts. You know, Advent is the season where we reflect about how we can prepare our hearts and our homes for the arrival of Jesus, for his birth on Christmas. And we do that against the backdrop of the world as it is today. And that's important because this year's Advent shouldn't be like last year's Advent, and it shouldn't be like Advent 10 years ago because the world changes and we change. And so every year we need to revisit what it means to us for the Christ child to arrive. So Advent is a little different from Lent. We do the same sort of house cleaning, if you will, during Advent that we do for Lent at Easter. But for Easter, we're at a point where we're already focused on the life of Jesus that has passed. And it led up to the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross for us. We know where we're headed and we honor the fact that Jesus honored us by giving his life for us on the cross. But for Advent, what we're looking forward to is this birth. And then these 33 years of Jesus' life on earth. And our perspective in Advent is like, what's going to happen for us because of the life of Jesus? And how is the life of Jesus going to affect me? And then we get concerned at this season, too, because there are people who are in our circle, our family, our friends, our acquaintances, who we know may need to be reached with the message of Jesus. And we want to know how that life of Jesus is going to affect them and what we can do to help in that process. So Christmas time and Advent is a great time to bring people to church for the first time. Christmas is like the great business card. It's the great advertisement for Christianity. People like Christmas. People in most instances like what Christmas brings out in other people, whether it's Christians or non-Christians. There's a happiness. There's an excitement. There's an anticipation. And so we have to ask, what do those people want to know about Jesus? And are, they gonna, are we going to be in a position to tell them that? Tell them what they need to know. Tell them what they want to know. And all of these ideas, these questions, have at their heart today's scripture where God says, ask me, 
and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Now, you'll hear all the time in this church, we talk about educating yourself about your faith. We, that we say you need to attend a Bible study, study scripture, come to the worship service like this one. And for some people, that seems like a grind. It's like going to school. I ended up in a lot of schools. I never really liked school. And sometimes I don't want to have to have the book and study like I did when I was in school. And I, I perceive, though, that establishing my foundation in Christianity is all on me. But today's scripture tells us differently. God's telling us in today's scripture, he says, just dip your toe in the water so that at a minimum you know who you are talking to. I am your God. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. And yes, I'll admit, that scripture is from the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, it's abundantly clear that you and I are invited into a relationship with God like the Israelites were, and that we've been invited to call out directly to God. God promises to answer us and to reveal to us great and hidden things that we would not know otherwise. Which, of course, begs the question, are we fully taking advantage of this invitation that is sent straight from God? Are we even responding to the invitation at all? This is an invitation for you and me. The moment we get out of bed, maybe even before we get out of bed, as soon as we can in our day, to come before God and call out to him. Why would we go through our day grinding through it without taking advantage of this invitation from God to call out to him at any time to receive answers to our most fundamental questions? We speak all the time in this church about dedicating your life to God, dedicating your life to Christ. That can't just be the expression of a purpose, you know, where we just say it. That has to be the expression of a function as well. And let me tell you what I mean. You, you can't truly have a life that's dedicated to God if you're not going to God with all the questions on the how and the why. If you say, I dedicate my life to Christ, but then you individually endeavor to engineer and orchestrate your life for that purpose based purely on what you're thinking and what you're feeling, but don't involve God in that process, you have instead dedicated your life to yourself and just put a label on it like a counterfeit Gucci purse or a counterfeit Rolex watch. You ever have a counterfeit Rolex watch? They're pretty good for about six months. And then they start to rust on your arm. And then they end up in the drawer with a fake Tag Heuer watch and a fake Breitling watch. Sounds like I know about this. <laughs> Never to be worn again because they don't work. Folks, that's not what we want our life labeled as dedicated to Christ. That's not what we want it to look like. One of the motivations for today's sermon came last week. In last week's sermon, we discovered and discussed that every factor that inhibits a person, more often than not people who say, I'm a Christian, self-proclaimed Christians, what stops them from participating actively in a church comes from substantial theological doubt. Now, those individuals will proclaim their faith, but they don't exhibit it by actually participating in a faith community like a church. 
uh, they premise their reluctance on things like, uh, oh, I had a bad experience once in church, or I just don't have time for that. I'm too busy. You know the drill on that. But we determine that every one of those secular-looking reasons or excuses is, in fact, fueled by a real lack of information, leading to a genuine doubt in that person about the merits of following Jesus closely, following Jesus to the point of dedicating substantial time and resources to the faith and to being part of a faith community like this one. And so Lee Happel, I told you this was coming, Lee, we're out on the front steps talking after church last week, and he reminds me of the Doubting Thomas story, since we'd raised the issue of doubt. Now, here was Thomas, who had expressed his doubt about Jesus, not just to his buddies, the disciples, <clears throat> but news of his doubt had made it all the way straight to Jesus. And Thomas says, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And what was Jesus' response? Well, you know what our response would have been, right? You and I would have said, seriously. After all I've been through, and this is the thanks I get. But instead, Jesus' response was this. Peace be with you. Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. In other words, Jesus is saying, look, I don't expect that all that is divine, all that is holy will make sense immediately to you. But if you ask me, I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know. This is not about testing God. It's about asking God. As a corollary to this, the likelihood that you're going to recognize that God is actually speaking to you is greatly increased if you have the heart of God in your own heart, when you are actually asking God to lead you. That is, if you're asking God for advice with the expectation that you're not going to get it from God, and we know that's how we approach God sometimes because we don't really want to know the truth sometimes, you're probably going to have a hard time recognizing when God is responding to you. So this Advent, which starts next Sunday, what do you want to know about God? What do you want to know about your faith, about God's future plans for you? God tells us in no uncertain terms, he says, ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. And don't forget, today's scripture in Jeremiah 33 comes pretty much on the heels of God speaking in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, when he says this, God says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Just think, once you have your own conversation going on with God, just think what you can do to bring in the stragglers during Advent by ensuring them that they can have that same discussion with God that they can clear the fog in their lives by virtue of that discussion and begin to move down the path of salvation in Jesus, which is really what Advent and Christmas are all about, God's overarching plan to prosper us and not to harm us, and God's desire to provide us all with a hope and a future. Let us pray. 
Dear God, we do not have because we do not ask. We do not know because we do not ask. You desire to give us a hope and a future and to benefit us, Lord, but we push back, we resist, we don't come to you, but try to rely on ourselves. Lord, as Advent is upon us next week and as we prepare for the arrival of the Christ child, help us in the way that we feel like we have open arms to bring Jesus in when he's born on Christmas Day. Help us to have open arms to our conversation with you, an open line of communication, constant prayer, Lord, so that those things about your plan for us and things that we would never know otherwise become apparent to us because we hear your voice, because we're looking for your voice, and we're asking you the questions. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord and Savior. Amen.